It's time to podcast and chew bubblegum, and I'm all out of gum. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Loot Bros Podcast. I'm your host, Resident Daryl, and tonight I've got the bearded nerd. It's Zach. Let's get ready to podcast. We got two words for you. It's Joe. Suck it! (laughs) Uh, And then we have our returning guest, who has officially been on the show more times than Kali in the last six months. We got T-Bone Thomas. Hey, yo. Hey, yo. Oh, man. Not for it. Dude, guys, speaking of, okay, we got a handful of things to toast to. We got some sad stuff to toast to. Did you guys read or hear that podcast with Kevin Nash the other night? Yeah. Did you see mm. his Twitter response this morning, though? No. So he responded on Twitter afterwards saying, like, he's like, my sense of humor is all I have left. And if you guys don't understand that by now, like, you really don't understand who I am. He's like, I'm in, I'm in okay condition. Like, it gets it gets easier with every day, but it'll never my life will never be the same. And like it's going to take a while to understand that. And I may never understand that. Um, for those who don't know, his son passed away um, last year. Yeah, dude, and, he, he, uh, that dude ain't good. I, no. I, I watched the video and I listened to I read the, everything, dude. He might try to play that one off. like as his sense of humor, but that dude's hurting. My dude hurting said bad. he was going to go work on his legs. And every comment after that was watch your quads, bro. I mean, you know, that's funny, though. I mean, I get it, (laughs) but, like, come on, man. I get it. I get what you're saying. (laughs) He's never going to outlive that, like, ever. But, I mean, it's better than poor dude. Poor dude. Okay, so. McMahon has entered the chat. (laughs) Oh, God. I'm going to kill my creation. Did Literally. you guys hear that sample I put in last week's show? Yeah, yeah. I heard, I heard, yeah. I'm going to kill it. I don't awesome. even want to talk right. about it because because I guess like Devon quit today, so like oh, people are just a- people are just jumping off the ship left and right. Dude, it's amazing. It's going to be such them. a train wreck. Uh, 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 Triple H having to call an emergency meeting the other day, saying, "By the way, I'm still in, in creative control." <laughs> today, yeah, okay. Tell, keep telling yourself that, buddy. Mister <laughs> <laughs> like Man said, "Oh no." I got one more in me. I got one more angle left. Like, All right, check it out, guys. This is the Loot Bros Podcast. Uh, tonight's going to be a wild night. We got a great cast. We got a great group of boys in the house. I just got to hang out with good friend Levi, the franchise killer. We just had a amazing Brazilian steakhouse. Jealous. And I have just been... Ex- just cleaning my guts out ever since it's been the best thing ever it's seriously the only thing better than like a great meal is a great cleansing right after the meal dude i but, found one in pa daryl <laughs> i found one in pa i am gonna figure out it. how to get there and i'm going 
do it, do it, do it, do it. So speaking of PA, we're going to toast to our, that has absolutely nothing to do with PA or toasting to our Patreon producers, but we're going to toast to our Patreon producers and we're going to pour one out for some sad, sad things that have happened in recent weeks. So first off, we're going to toast to Redbeard Rick. My name is Mayo, MZ Nitro, the commish, that one Seagull, Sadik, and our boy Johnny. I'm trying to find a good way to introduce Johnny each week, you know, because he doesn't have any kind of like, he's just Johnny. Just old Johnny boy. Oh, Johnny Johnny, Johnny Cage. Johnny Cage. Yeah, there we go. Johnny Cage. Yeah, Patreon producer, Johnny Cage. And then, Thomas, you had brought up, you know, uh, Mr. Briscoe passing away in in a car wreck. So we definitely want to pour one out for that guy and his family. And all those that are affected by it, because that is super sad. And I would like to pour one out for Kevin Nash, because, you know, losing a child, I can't even imagine, I can't even fathom losing a child. But just the, the things that that guy said the other night on his show, and just the hurt, you can hear, you can see it in his face. Like, he's he says he's going to keep doing that show because that's something him and his son were doing together. But, dude, I mean, I felt so awful for that guy. And I don't care if he... If he's joking, if he's not joking, it doesn't matter. That is hurting. So definitely want to throw some support that way. Um, Zach, you're going to be representing the Loot Bros at a uh, convention coming up, correct? That is correct. Uh, so I put in for a panel for the Missouri Comic Con. It's the first year they're ever doing it here in Springfield. Um, and then I got an email back at the beginning of January saying, hey, we'd love to have you. So I get a 45-minute block at Missouri Comic Con to talk about the podcast and kind of the struggles and things that we go through. So uh, if anybody is going to be in the Springfield, Missouri or surrounding area from February 10th to the 11th, I will be there on the 11th at two forty-five. That is my, that is my schedule block that Sunday. Come out, say hello. I'll, uh, I'll, I'll have a couple of loot bros cards pass out. Yes. I have a question so. for you now. Do you call it Missouri or Missouri? Because, you know, certain people call it, you know, Missouri. Uh, Missouri, because I'm not from here. Oh, okay. Ah. <laughs> Mizzou. Heck yeah. Well, heck no, yeah. Mizzou is the school. I know, I know. But some people call Missouri Mizzou. That's weird. So I have not been accepted yet, but I have put in for the SC Horror Con in September, September 16th and 17th. And I'm trying to get the loose bros represented there at that con. And we're trying what to partner What type of horrors are going to be at this con? Horrors or horrors? Or horror horrors? Horrors. I'm sure Lady Both. Demiscus will be there. <laughs> Lady Dimitrescu. She was at the Anime and Video Game Expo. Ooh, I'm sure she'll make a reappearance at some point. Yep. The lady had a really, really good costume. It looked it was pretty, pretty believable. She even definitely, had on some very high thought, shoes. Definitely thought you were going to say something else. Daryl's like, click, put it in the spank bank. <laughs> <laughs> I got a funny story about that. All right, guys, let's toast. Can you guys believe that good guy Tricky, oh, my boy Tricky Mick, got on the show last that. week and slurped? I heard that. I was yeah. surprised. I couldn't believe it. For like five years, that dude has complained how that's his least favorite part of the show. No, and he and he knows we listen to his podcast because the week before, he was like, now, we don't have any community questions this week, but I'm still going to play this. And he played that dumb, annoying tone. Just for Joe. Fucking yep. hate that shit. <laughs> it drives me insane. Dude, that's what you should do. You should go hang out with Tricky one day and just delete it off his board. 
Oh, that my be your goal. Be the greatest moment ever. That'd be awesome. All right, check it out, guys. A little bit of housekeeping, then we're going to jump into the business for this week. We're going to be talking remasters, lots and lots of remasters coming out in this year. And we got two. They're going to go head to head. All right. So the topic for this week, this week's official topic is going to be. Well, you're just going to have to wait till the end of the show. All right. Check it out, guys. What, what, what? Live Bros Podcast. You can find us on uh, all of the major podcast platforms. Um, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, CastBox, all of those various places. You can find us on YouTube. Wherever you're listening to us, please give us a like, a follow, a share, a subscribe, all those things. I want to give a shout out to all the new listeners. I want to give a shout out to everybody who's been joining the Backlog Beatdown. We've had a handful of people throw their, their, throw their hat in, and some of them have thrown it down and slamming it down. We've had some some big numbers thrown down already for the backlog beatdown, and it's only 19 days into the year as of this recording. So very, very cool stuff. I want to give you guys a shout out. Definitely want you guys to go and check out the Resident Daryl YouTube channel. I am currently sitting at a big, fat, whopping 77 subscribers. I know that doesn't sound like much, but I just started the channel a few weeks ago, and my views are good. My videos are amazing. Trust me. They're, they're the best you'll, you'll ever see. Uh, but my daughter and I have been competing to see who can get to 100 subscribers first. Okay. I'm at 77. She's at 97. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> the winner uh, gets a key lime pie bought by the loser. So if you're listening to this and you even ha- are remotely familiar with YouTube, please go follow Resident Daryl. On YouTube. <laughs> it's, it's actually go subscribe to Resident Daryl on YouTube. That's click right. The, goes, click, see, that's why I'm only at 77. Yep, see, she's an ISO. That's why. Click, click the little <laughs> bell so that way you get notified whenever he drops that's a video. Right, that's right. You realize that the three of us subscribe to your daughter's channel, you lose. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I don't tell anybody her channel name. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I unsubscribe to her channel. <laughs> that's such a petty thing to do. <laughs> <laughs> no, what's funny is when I announced in our podcast group that we were doing this, I lost four subscribers. <laughs> like people in our group unfollowed me, unsubscribed, just so she would win. A little jerks. Uh, but yeah, go check out Resident Daryl. I've been posting up videos each and every Wednesday uh, where I go out in the wild, whether it be yard sales, garage sales, uh, anime and video game expos, flea markets, you name it. Pawn shops. I've been to all these places in recent weeks and I go find video games in the wild, try to buy them cheap and make cool videos of me finding them. And then I turn around and flip the majority of it on the internet just so I can make money and go buy more. So that's basically the channel. And I've been doing these mystery boxes and uh, Zach and I were talking about this earlier. We had a little, little scheduled phone chat and we, uh, I've been taking buying mystery boxes and, or just video game lots online and then having it shipped to the house and let my kids open it up. And then they kind of do like a over and under guessing the value on things. And we just filmed a video where we did such things and we are having an absolute blast with that. So every so many videos, I'm kind of sprinkling in one where the kids just open random video games. And because the values of these things are very new to them. Like they don't necessarily know and they don't have the years or the exposure that I do in gaming. So they get super excited when they open something and they think it's way more valuable than it really is. So it's been a really good time making some of these and including the kids is always a blast. 
So definitely go check out some Resident Daryl. And ending the housekeeping, we have a Patreon. If you guys would go check out our Patreon, I promise you there is plenty of content. It is excellent. I don't, I, no one has ever subscribed to our Patreon and then quit immediately after and said, this sucked. Okay. So definitely go check out the Patreon. Lots and lots of content. We do monthly deep dives. We do extra episodes. You can get involved at the $1 tier. Okay. Just to get you started, you get an extra episode at minimum every month. We do bonus episodes. Anytime we do the Loot Bros Drift, Drift Cast, the Comic Cast, or any of these other casts, these Russell Casts, all the different random shows that we try to throw in as we have time. You get early access to those on Patreon. All that stuff is, of course, ad-free as well. And you get voting rights to the monthly, semi-monthly, bi-monthly uh, game club voting. So what happens is, here on Loot Bros Podcast, we do a, it's not a game of the month because sometimes it takes longer than a month. Sometimes it takes two, three months to review these games, but we do a community game club where we submit a list of games on Patreon. You have to be a patron to vote. The patrons vote on the game. We play it as a community, and then we review these games. We are one month away from our next game club, which is Mass Effect. You guys excited about Mass Effect? Uh, I haven't even started yet, Uh, and... I feel bad because I also told Rick that I'm going to finish up uh, Streets of Rogue soon so he and I can do the deep dive since he's yep. the one that pledged me. I think that'd be kind of cool. We've never done that before. Got to do it. Got to do it. The whole so, trilogy or just the first one? We're doing the not, first not, game. Just yeah. for starters. Yeah. Amazing yeah, game. Yeah. Just has a bunch of boring side quests. If you just focus on the main quest for the very first one, unbelievably amazing. But if you Sweet. do any side quest, takes away from the game and it feels tedious tedious oh whoa so check it out i've never finished a massive game so this will be the first one for me i have never even started one ever whoa whoa trying to one up me bro i haven't even started one great comic book by the way too that dark dark horse did for them i've seen it in the wild i've never read one either so but i am very excited to get going on this so that is the end of the housekeeping. Thomas, you are the guest in the house. Why don't you start us off with what you've been playing? I have been playing my usual and trying to stream, and I will just say this. Uh, even if you do not contribute to people's streams, like you know donations or anything like that, if you have a phone or a computer and you have a little bit of time, you can just put that stream on, do something in the background. It's just like having a radio to help a friend out, to help out, you know, your fellow community content creators, anything helps. But I've been playing Fist of the North Star, Lost Paradise. I, I have also been, oh, dude, I, I am the hugest fan of Hokuto no Ken. Uh, I could go on forever about that. Uh, I started back playing Street Fighter V to get ready for some tournament stuff. And uh, yeah. I had a friend in Texas who we used to play all the time. So he's like, bring what's it. Your... And I'm like, all right. And then, of So course, what's your thoughts on six? What's your thoughts? I, I would like to hear your, because like you're the only other person besides me who like plays fighting games. Um, I am all about fighting games. And to me, as long as 4 is my all-time favorite street fighting game of all time, 4 to me is the most perfect fighting game ever made, in my it's personal well opinion. Balanced. It's so balanced. Well balanced. Uh, the, the characters were well integrated in. Each one was balanced correctly. I mean, yeah, there's a tier list, but that's every fighting game. But I feel like 
if you get good enough with somebody, you could beat pretty much anybody if you're good enough. Uh, Absolutely. And I could play with every character from four. I could play with 20 characters from five and be and, and beat anybody pretty much, you know, kind of I'm I, I can use everybody pretty, pretty basically and evenly. But uh, the very last game I'm playing, because I have a five-year-old that's been, who occupies all my time, is Disney Infinity 3.0, which I just made her a new map, and she loves it, and uh, that's the one thing I can say about it, is the map making is awesome. Sweet, sweet, sweet. All right, Zach, what you been playing? I have been diving into some uh, Stranded Deep with the Wife. Nice. It got it got thrown on Game Pass, and she's really enjoying it. She likes those like open world survival games that kind of have that, that have a story but don't have a story, I guess. Because there's like an end game to that, just like there is in Subnautica, where you have to um, get off of the island or wherever you're at with uh, with some type. You have to you have to collect all the parts from shipwrecks and stuff like that to build like a gyro helicopter thing and escape. Uh, the game is super freaking hard. It is. <laughs> um, it's like stupid hard. But I've been uh, that that's the big one I've been playing. I played a little bit of Shredder's Revenge. Um, played some some call some Call of Duty this week finally. And I, but I've really been so the one thing I've been doing solo is I've been grinding New World and trying to get the main campaign or the main quest line in that game finished. It is uh it is a long game as far as I know. Let me look. Look it up real quick. But um. Yep. So the, those are on my list. I got to, I, like I said earlier, I got to start Streets of Rogue, restart it because I have died and restarted at the beginning of the game. But then Rick was like, "Hey, just use the modifiers," and I was like, "Um, isn't that cheating?" And he's like, eh, it, "It'll help you get through the game." So I'll be getting through that. Uh, do do Uh, yeah. So it is forty nine out forty nine to seven hundred and seven hours. Jeez. What are you to, What are you playing it on? New New World Steam. No, uh, Streets of Rogue. Oh, Streets of Rogue, uh, Xbox. Because I enjoy New, playing that on Switch. Yeah, New World. New World is forty nine to seven hundred and seven hours. So, oh so at the at God. the minimum, at the minimum, if I only do if I only do the main story missions, it'll take me forty nine hours. Uh, my character is at level twenty six. The max level cap is sixty. So I still I still have a ways to go, and it's just a time consuming game, but I, I I love it. It's for an MMO. It's just it's great, and there's been a lot of people that have uh, really, well, what's a good way to put it? Really, they, they've been really putting in the the love and the time into this game recently. So, so I'm 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 excited, and then right now I'm playing a little bit of Hearthstone while we're podcasting because it's kind of brainless, and I can just click and point and kill people, like Marvel Snap, kind of, yeah. I'm building. I'm building a deck right now because uh, I don't own all the cards for one of the meta decks, and I don't like getting stomped by people that are just like, "Hey, let me just create one of the good decks." So I'm creating one of the good decks. <laughs> I'm being. I'm being naughty. I'm gonna create one of the good decks. Nice. But yeah, that's about it. Um, Joe, what you been playing? <clears throat> well, I'm impatiently waiting right now for it to be midnight so I can play Fire Emblem Engage. Did you take tomorrow off? I did not. Um, wow. I had a half day today, which was kind of like, and it's funny because I have enough hours worked for the week that I could literally go home tomorrow at noon again, like I did today. But I don't like doing that too much because like it just it just throws up red flags all over the place. So I just try to keep to a minimum where I can. Um, but I'm going to play it at midnight till probably about like 2 or 3 a.m. and then go to bed. I, I took a giant nap when I got home from work today. So 
prepare myself. So prepare I'm, I'm, really, I'm really excited. All right, guys. So right about here in the show, we had a technical difficulty to where Joe yanked out his microphone which then caused the program we used to stop recording because there was an abrupt change and then we lost about 20 minutes worth of audio uh, that being said not every single person was recording a back and backup track like we usually do so what i'm going to do is i'm going to just do a hard cut straight into the where the show picks up as we're all back together unfortunately you do lose, lose a little bit of what some of us have been playing but hey, you know, you win some, you lose some, and that is the name of the game this week. Okay. Anyways, um, so Gotham Knights is super fun. So I, I was like I was saying, I was playing a uh, one of the bosses, and I completely didn't melee fight this dude. Like I just freaking just played it like a shooter. And it com- it worked, dude. It, it worked well. There are certain times where I'll play a mission and I'm so overleveled that I will just stand in a doorway and as enemies spawn, I'll just shoot them in the head and it'll be it'll one shot them because I'm so overleveled. It's, so what type it's awesome. of ammo is this that he's using? He's using like a stun gel, essentially, like almost like almost like maybe like a if you could put pulse you know like in a uh, in a bullet in a capsule and there's a there's a certain little little snippet little dialogue where um red hood jason todd and tim drake robin are having a conversation and robin's like you're using too high of velocity and too much force in these you're gonna kill somebody and this is kind of where the the really bad writing kind of shows itself where he's like he's like uh you you just worry about you I'll do whatever I want you know just this weird rage and outbursts and they I I know what they're trying to do they're trying to portray the fact that he's like mentally and emotionally unstable because he was killed by the Joker and then brought back from a Lazarus pit and he's having issues because of that like some internal some external but the writing is just so bad that it's just like, I'm angry because I'm playing the angry character. And then I'm going to tone it down a minute. But I'm angry, remember? It's just, it's just you, you guys, know, you know bad writing when you see it. And this is bad, bad, bad. He had bad to writing. eat his peas at the dinner table when mom told him to. Yeah. It's like, um, you guys remember how in the first TMNT movie, how like Raph was just so angry and it was just like, what are you mad about? Everything. Yeah, he's just mad. And it's just like, that's what this is. This is like, it's like if writing didn't evolve and storytelling didn't evolve from the 80s TMNT Raphael, that's what this character is. So, um, you know, back when I was a kid, that was great. That was really well done. But as like in 2023, we've come a long way in storytelling and acting and, and writing. And this ain't it. But... I will just say, outside of the cringy dialogue in this game, the actual story is really good. the The boss fights are amazing, like absolutely amazing. Worth owning the game just for the boss fights. Um, and the Court of Owls stuff was has just been so good. Um, it's not been as deep or as interesting as I expected, but it exists. And the way that they're continuing Scott Snyder's Court of Owls, like woven into the history and the mythology and the lore of Gotham City 
Maybe we'll put a spoiler awesome. in there, man, because some people may not know. But I mean, they yet. they advertised that. They they showed okay. that in the uh, in their videos. So, but yeah. That being said, Gotham Knights has been way more fun than I expected, and I will platinum this game. It's I've probably already got thirty hours into it, and I, I just keep going, man. Like it's it's just it's super fun. I'm I'm enjoying it. A uh, ton to do, a ton to do on the map though. Um, so outside of that, I've been playing. Uh, Red Bow. I don't know if you guys have heard of the game Red Bow. No, it, what's Red Bow? It is a Radalika, um, sixteen-ish bit uh, horror game. Uh, really good, Joe. You have to move your microphone away from your uh, from your, your nose. Yeah, I would, can't take the. <gasps> yeah, can't take the. <laughs> Sorry, my breathing heavy. Sorry about that. Yeah, that's all like good. Sound like you still got COVID. He's like having me having sensation. Hey man, that shit lingers forever. It does. It does. Um, but Redbow is a really, really interesting little horror game that I'm playing on the Vita, and uh, I'm, I'm trying to make sure I got a hundred platinums on the Vita. That's one of my uh, gaming goals for the year. So just chipping away at that. I'm playing a little bit here and there each night. I've got 21 out of the 38 trophies. I believe this is like an hour to two hour long platinum. Maybe, maybe more. I don't know. I've probably already got two hours into it just because I'm playing the story and i'm not looking up a guide or anything like that so uh you know it just it's just interesting i'm not playing it like a rat game i'm playing it like a regular game not just trying to get all the trophies um and then next the the last two games i'll talk about real fast one of them being mass effect i'm playing through mass effect i'm about two ish maybe three hours in the game uh just kind of chipping away a little bit here and there uh for the game club i'm gonna really turn it up yeah, this next couple of weeks to make sure I've got the game completed before. What choices yeah. have you made so far? Um, I just got off the first planet, and I think I met Miranda. Is her name? Oh, so you did the bomb, and that's it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So are are you going to be Dick Shepard, or are you going to be like I'm hmm. your friend Shepard? So far, I haven't made any dick choices. I mean, out of the probably okay. the three or four notable ones, I think I might have said one dickish thing. I don't typically play that way. I typically play very diplomatic. That's t- that's kind of the way that I handle life. So which, I typically play. Which girls are you going to try to get with? I think I'm going to go on. A no, <laughs> I think I'm going to go on a no romance. Uh, pl- a no romance run. Are you straight, Shepard? I'm straight. Yeah, I'm. I'm. A, I'm a straight shooter, okay. Shepard. Saving myself for marriage, Shepard. If you play part two, only in part two. If if you actually are really good at it, and people who played it and are hardcore game players, you can score with all the chicks. On on. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm not even lying to you, dude. You can score. I just with like the way you chick. just stated it. You're like you can score with all the chicks. Any, That's what he's doing. Any, any of them, if you play your cards right and like choose the right, um dialogue and it's very difficult to do only a few people have done it jt's probably done it because he's done everything in that game you can make it rain intergalactic pussy in that game (laughs) 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 holy crap so check it out i'm only missing one achievement from mass effect 3 and that's to have the you know the um male-on-male romance and i'm like i'm just gonna pass dude i mean it's, it's, it's cool for everybody else to do it but I'm just going to pass. <laughs> That's what she said. That, that'll be the time you're like, all right, you know what? I'm going to crack down and get this. I want to go have two dudes bump uglies. And then your wife walks in the room. What are you doing? I swear. <laughs> exactly. <I'm> like, hey. 
The game made me uh, do it. I'm not gay. <laughs> I'm not gay. Trophies are trophies. Uh, <laughs> gotta, I'm doing it for the platinum, baby. Anything for a Suck trophy, a baby. dick for a platinum. <laughs> so check it out. Uh, when I played Mass Effect on Xbox 360, I romanced the blue chick. Like as soon as you meet her. I don't remember what her name was. It's been so long. Um, so in this game, that's the, that's the only romance I, I had done uh, in, in on my run on that game because I had like a glitch that wouldn't let me progress in the game. So when I started this game, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm not doing any romances. I'm not romancing anybody. So I am uh, saving myself for marriage, Shepard. So. And then the last game Silver is... Yeah, celibate shepherd. That's what I should yeah, Single way shepherd. Yep. <laughs> that's right. No sex in the champagne room, shepherd. So the only other game I've been playing is a pledge game, and it is quite the opposite of my no romance run. It is South Park, the Stick of Truth. That is a raunchy, vile game. <laughs> this is one of the best times I've ever had playing a video game. Dude, that game is freaking it's crude. <laughs> it's South Park. It is very South Park. I haven't had any real exposure to South Park in so many years that like I forgot how bad it could be, and then the game just goes the the extra mile. The problem is like, though ooh. with those games is each time they do those games, the anytime they write a season of South Park, their writing suffers for the actual episodes for the the TV series. Really. Look well, up I haven't the, uh, the year they actually released the game before they released the game when they were writing for it, and then look, like watch that year, and it's probably like a garbage story. Well, I haven't watched South Park since the Hannifer Lopez episodes. The um, the my name is Jennifer Lopez. I like tacos, burritos, <laughs> taco flavor kisses for my Ben. <laughs> oh Ben, you treat me so nice. <laughs> that's Hannifer. Um, so <laughs> that that one, and then I I saw the uh, I did see the Mortal Kombat episode, and then the Lord of the Rings episode where they find the uh, <laughs> backdoor slots nine. Backdoor slots nine. Nice. That's just because you're a big freaking nerd, isn't it? <laughs> I just those are I, those are the last episodes I remember. I I watched the first couple seasons when they came out because I was a young lad and they were coming out. This is like the most like crudest vilest thing on tv at your age now i couldn't even tell you i did try to watch the QAnon special on hbo max whenever like a, a year ago oh, oh yeah the, the vid special yeah the and COVID special. I, yeah the COVID special yeah i watched it we can't, and basically, we can't say that 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 word too many times right? Right, yeah, yeah we, we got Excuse we me. got slapped with c word the 19 c word yeah. the c word yeah that's right that um you can't talk about the Fauci ouchie either because uh, we we'll um, get the slap with we'll get, get a chance if you actually like the South Park. Um, they have a a band they put together. It's called D. Was it DVDA? Um, and oh, they wow, that was from their orgasmo yes. movie. <laughs> it's from Orgasmo, their movie, yep. and um, to real dude, they got some really good songs, man. Uh, it's definitely worth a listen, and they actually do play live from time to time. Um, you can probably see some of their live stuff on YouTube, but it's definitely worth listening to their album, uh, their song about coke, uh, well, cocaine and crack. And then of course their Chewbacca song, the Chewbacca song live is really good. 
Um, that song was also in the Clerks movie, by the way, the original Clerks movie. Yep. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Chewbacca! I, uh, what a Wookiee! Wookie! <laughs> <laughs> oh, you that, like licking top berserker? That's all I've been like playing. Make some fuck berserker. Lord help us. All right. This, this, this is what we get. You know, we're, look, Daryl, yeah, let's just, we're halfway through. Let's I just did leave this to now. Myself. Let's just leave now. We'll send you, well, you can go to the bathroom. I'll go to work and we can just leave Joe and Thomas. Awesome. Well, speaking of leaving, <laughs> Zach, if you'll run through the leaderboards, I'm going to go grab my drink. Deal. All right, ladies and germs, on the True Achievements leaderboard, we got I'm Styling on Your Bro back on the I'm Styling on Your leaderboards with 1,890 achievement points. His last achievement was in Far Cry 3 Classic Edition. We got Sadik in second place with 1,280 achievement points. His last achievement was in Blade of Fury. We got yours truly, the Bearded Nerd, in third place with 215 achievement points. My last trophy was in Stranded Deep. And Sony Pony to you, CJ, with 190 achievement points, playing Neon Souls. And bringing up the rear, GDI Master Ace in fifth place with 160 achievement points. He got his last one in Monster Hunter Rise. Hey, did you know we get uh, we get nice games now on the Xbox? Dude, you've been getting you've been racking up lately. It's like I know. Because we, just, we just we just got Persona too. Actually, I need to start Persona. Three and two. four came out yesterday. Yep. Yep. So now we have three, four, and five. Well, unfortunate, but um all right and then moving over to the true trophies oh dear he who ha- shall not be named is in first place <laughs> with 158 trophies uh he's been playing some god of war ragnarok uh and then we got redbeard rick in second place with 114 trophies he's been playing streets of rogue and Showing then you up. good old Corey, the grounded gamer in third place with 86 trophies he's playing real fishing road trip avenue um nice yeah whatever whatever random assortment of games that is um let's see and then we got satic in fourth place with 84 trophies he's been playing warhammer chaos bane and then we got the affectatious donk himself this is see this is why he was low on the xbox side uh playing pinball heroes that's really good, by the Pinball way. Pinball hero. Actually, but I do want to give a shout out to everybody on the True Trophies leaderboard this week. There are trophies all the way down to 15th place. Nice. Everybody, and, and, and the double digits didn't stop until until 13th place, which is uh, good old Kalai was playing Ghost of Tsushima. Okay, okay. Give her give her a little shout out since she's not here, since she's doing her, her wifely duties and taking care of her husband. Making sandwiches and stuff. Bro, the rarity contest brings all the boys to the yard like the milkshakes. That's right. <laughs> oh, right. And that's I'm just firing all week. cylinders tonight. You're something tonight, that's for sure. Hey, Is that it for the leaderboards? Zach? That's it. That's all. We're, we're wrapped up. We are good to go. We are nice. Nice. Clear. All right. Clear as crystal. So we're going to jump into the backlog beatdown for Back for Blood stats really fast. And then, before we get into the twat for the week, I have a challenge announcement. So, backlog beatdown in first place. As per usual, I'm styling on your bro with 32 points. Duplex in second place with 25 points. Diego, third place with 19 points. Red Beer Rick with 15 you got Alex, CJ, JT, and the Bearded Nerd all tied with six. Gareth and James the Nerd tied with five. Myself and Dino Killer tied with four. 
You have a uh, you have departed five seventy with three yield with three Sadik with three Sid with three Jared John Michael and Noah the Builder with two. So that's I mean to be nineteen days into the uh, into the competition that's a lot of games already been beaten. So how's it make how's it make you feel that my, that you're tied with my wife right now? I mean, you're tied with somebody that doesn't play games all that often. And when she does, it's a game that is very long form. I mean, if you're talking to the guy who spends more time buying games than he does playing them. Yeah, that's also true. I spend more time talking about games on a podcast than I play them. Also true as well. Yep. I spend more time dreaming about games than I do play them. I fall asleep with my controller in my hand a lot. Does that count? Uh, Oh, controller? Your joystick? Yeah, what are you talking about, <laughs> controller-wise? My Thrustmaster 9000. <laughs> Dude, there's somebody local that's wanting to trade a Vita for a racing wheel. Uh, say less. I will send you mine. I, I need a Vita. I mean, th- dude, there's a dude in West Columbia. Oh, okay, well, I don't live there, obviously. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Even uh, though you really want me to move down here, and you made the, you made a point of that today for about yeah, 10 you should you should move down. All right, so check it out. Speaking of moving down here, here is the challenge announcement. So Zach and I have been going back and forth over the past several months, issuing challenges to each other about finding video games in the wild and making videos about it. Now we made the October, November challenges. December was weird because December um, COVID would spread around both of our houses. People were sick. Things happened with uh, December was kind of a janky jacked up month. Hey, chaos. We did our challenge. But neither one of us have released the video for it. Now, that will happen soon, by the end of this month, I would imagine. Both of us will have our videos out. Uh, But because we haven't finished editing the videos from December's challenge, January's challenge kind of got overlooked. You and I talked about it, and I think we even talked about it on one of the shows, maybe. But Uh, Briefly. Yeah. So January, we're just going to nix. All right. So I pitched... Birthday months, February, myself, June, yours. That person, whoever's birthday is, chooses the challenge. Okay? So, for the month of February, we're going to go ahead and talk about our challenge now so that we can go ahead and get, you know, the updates and stuff rolling out throughout the month. So, I issued a franchise challenge for February. February franchise. Yeah, basically rhymes. And so, we have a $20 bill each. And we have to get as many Resident Evil titles as one $20 bill will get us. Bonus points if they're in order. So, for example, Resident Evil 5, Resident Evil 4, Resident Evil 6, Resident Evil 7, whatever. However many, if you can get 20 games for 20 bucks, or if you can get, you know what I'm saying, five games for 20 bucks, however it works. And let's say... We both end up with the same amount of games, right? For that that one twenty dollar bill, not like I've done in the past, where it's like, oh, this was under twenty, this was under twenty, this was under twenty, but in total, I broke, you know, what I'm saying sixty bucks worth of money. We have a one twenty dollar bill, and that has to follow us between all of our purchases. It has to be documented, okay? Whether that be through actual video, meeting in person, or Facebook Marketplace, whatever. You can't buy off eBay. You can't buy off of Amazon, as per usual. Can't buy off GameStop's website. If you get buy from GameStop, you have to do it in store. Uh, you know, so same rules as normal. You can trade up all that good stuff. But let's just say, for conversation's sake, you get five games and I get five games, which 
five games for 20 bucks is that's a pretty good deal if you can do that, especially Resident Evil games. If I got Resident Evil 1, Resident Evil 3, Resident Evil 4, Resident Evil 6, Resident Evil 8, okay? But you got Resident Evil 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, you know what I'm saying? In a row, your five would trump my five. Does that make sense? Straight flush, baby. That's right. That's right. That's right. So we're trying to make it interesting. We're trying to make it fun, but we're also trying to make it challenging enough to where we actually have to do some work because you guys see week in, week out, I post you know, lots and hauls and random mystery boxes of games that I buy all the time. <clears throat> so what Zach and I have been trying to do was keep balling on a budget, but also issue challenges to each other that are difficult. We might only get one game each. And, yep. And yep. at that point, we would have to determine by value. Deal. We get a CO copy at Resident Evil 2. That would be insane. <laughs> for, 20, for 20 bucks? For 20 bucks. That'd be insane. So, um, that being said, that is February's challenge. And then we, we talked about March's challenge as well. So we're going to do a March madness challenge and same rules apply. $20 budget. Got to find them in the wild, but we're going to see who can pick up the most NBA basketball games in the month of March. Oh my God. That's, that's insane. <laughs> that could be a lot for $20. For twenty dollars, that's that's great because you could try to haggle with somebody. Be like, "Yo, I will take all your NBA two K one yep. off you for twenty dollars." Yep, yep, yep. So, so yeah. So Zach and I've been in the background. We've been trying to come up with more uh, interesting ways of creating content. You know, things that extend from the Loot Bros podcast. One of the things that I've noticed between the Resident Daryl YouTube channel and the Loot Bros podcast, I'm starting to see certain names cross pollinate between the two. Some that have generated on one side and then migrated to the other and vice versa. So I thank you guys for all the support. And we're trying to give you guys more things that we could produce individually that doesn't necessarily require the entire crew to get together and make a piece of content. Sometimes it's difficult to get all, you know, four people in the same place at the same time to talk about games. But What's not difficult is Wednesday mornings, me going out looking at the flea markets or Friday morning yard sales and garage sales when they happen. So <clears throat> that being said, we've announced the challenges <clears throat> for February and for March. Yeah, stay tuned for the videos and, of course, the weekly updates. All right. All right. One thing to clarify. Sure. Do remakes count in our straight flush? Yep. As long as it's a. As long as it's a franchise. I, I I was originally when I talked to you on the phone, I was talking about just the numbered series. Well, the remakes are Resident Evil 3 and Resident Evil 2. Right. Which would be, you know, you could reasonably get those for 20 bucks. Or less. Maybe. Yeah. Um, so or, originally I was saying the numbered series, but I would be willing to I mean, I would say anything in the in the franchise is, is fair game. Yeah, I gotta find a copy of Operation Raccoon City. Yeah, that's a cheap one. You can get you can probably get the PS3 and Xbox 360 versions of four, five, and or no, excuse me, five, six Revelations, Revelations 2, pretty reasonable too. That's fair. So, yep. All right, you guys ready for this week's official topic? Twat 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 twat. All right. So this week's official topic, I pitched to you guys. We're gonna I'm going to talk about remasters. <laughs> what was that? I just ripped one. <laughs> I heard a duck. 
Quack, 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 Mr. Ducksworth. <laughs> Good Lord. <laughs> You're embarrassing me in front of our guests, guys. It's them protein farts. <laughs> uh, but yes, we are going to be talking about remasters. We have two huge remasters slash remakes coming out this year. We just talked about the Dead Space remake, and we just talked about the Resident Evil 4 remake coming in March. So <clears throat> what I want to talk about tonight, guys, is what makes a good remaster? What makes a good remake? What are some of the best ones that you guys have played in recent years? And then I want to end with who can get the closest guess to the Metacritic score of each of the upcoming remakes, Dead Space and Resident Evil 4, and who we think is going to come out on top out of that score. So, Thomas, I want to start off with you. What is your opinion on remasters and remakes, and what are some that you have enjoyed? I think that they're unbelievably amazing, and it's always nice to have a game come out, and they fix the controls, and they fix little small inconvenience with quick-time events or other things. Like, uh, let's take, for an in instance, Shimu 1 and 2, that were recently re-released uh, a couple of years ago for the PS4 and for the Xbox. And the one thing you can say about it is, is people have been asking for those things since the original Xbox 360 and the PS3. Remember, it was supposed to come out on the PS, uh, excuse me, on the Xbox 360, and just magically Sega had it disappear, and then it just randomly came back years later, because I'm assuming it was just on the back burner, and they told Microsoft to pony up a little bit more money to pay for it. Um, but there are so many good remakes that have happened. I, I seldomly have any complaints for remakes. Um, uh, what else can you say about them except they correct, at least in my personal opinion, most remakes correct, uh, small flaws that were in the game and, you know, just control issues like with the residence evils. Remember when they remade, uh, of course, what is it? A two and three. You know, they corrected, you know, of course, the beautiful graphics, but the controls, really, the main thing about some of these games, think about it. If if you played the original Resident Evil back, like I played it when it originally came out for the PlayStation 1, it was the scariest game. And the reason why it was so damn scary, because the controls were so damn shitty, you were glad you made it out of the room <laughs> before yep. you died. Yep. Uh, um, but, you know, it's just, with the controls being fixed in all these games, and, and that's the main thing, I would love to see. Um, have you ever played the original Tomb Raider? Oh, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. You, you know, they did the anniversary one, and I would love to see them redo the anniversary one again, but with today's controllers and today's graphics, because the first one is the best one outside of, I mean, I really like Legends, if, if anybody, I'm, I'm, I love I the whole that one. Lara Craft uh, series, um, or Lara Croft, excuse me, because someone's going to correct me. It's like the jackass. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, <laughs> but um, you know, uh, there's so many good remakes out there, and um, if I could have one remake, and it's very selfish, and people will hate me for this, but um, I love anime. I love anime to death, and there's two Naruto games that are only on the 360. Oh. And 
And I would love to see Rise of the Nin- Ninja and Bonds from Ubisoft redone for the day's modern era. Bond is a great game. Yeah, Bond's a great game. But great, um, great, great game. when you're talking about the new Resident Evil coming out, and you're talking about, oh, excuse me, uh, Resident Evil 4, and you're talking about um, Dead Space, look, they're two different masterpieces. One of them is basically Dark Souls set in space. Let's just be honest. So they're going to make it way easier. Anybody who's thinking they're going to leave it as hard as the original one was, got to be crazy because today's gamer can't take the ass whipping, which was the original Dead Space. Um, when it comes to especially on especially on the hardest difficulty, good lord, dude, dude, dude I played that game on the easiest difficulty and it still whooped my ass. Um, <laughs> Dead Space One is not for the faint of heart. Dead Space One is not for for newbies. It's not for people who you know who are not like committed. You are committed. You are the definition of a true gamer. You know the people who listen to this podcast, the people who come here, the people who contribute here are gamers who love the community, love the fans, and love the give back. That's the main reason why I like to come on here because I'm a gamer. Regardless of how casual I may be, I love everything about gaming. I love the industry. I love the people, you know, and, you know, as a fan of games all my life, I've always looked for new art and things that just stand out. And, you know, with Dead Space, and this is coming from a person who I'm not super, I mean, I love Resident Evil because I grew up with it, but Dead Space was something totally new. And Dead Space scared the shit out of me, man. It was so different. It was like Horizon, um, was it Event Horizon? And and that yes. game was scary, yes. man. Uh, that movie was scary. And this was a whole new take. I mean, th- there was nothing like this when it came out. I mean, it literally changed the horror genre and shook it to its core. Um, so I expect the scores for that to be a hard 8.5, um, and, unless they just make a, a bad mistake on controls. It should be a hard 8.5. When it comes to Resident Evil 4, look, it's either going to get the Masterpiece 10 or it's going to get a 9.6. And the reason why, because of the nostalgia of it, and then everybody, you know, Resident Evil's the godfather of, of uh, horror games. You know, everybody bow downs, kiss the rings, like, you come to my daughter's wedding and you ask me for a favor. <laughs> you know, that's pretty much what what Resident Evil is. Resident Evil is the godfather of all the things that are cool with horror games. And, you know, it's just anything that resonates, regardless if it's cheesy, corny, or even just unbelievably, you know, different. Resident Evil did it first. Uh, as much as we all love Silent Hill 1 and 2, Resident Evil was the you know, first in best dressed. And uh right. I I expect Resident Evil. Um the one thing I'm looking forward to more than anything else is the Ada Wong um missions. I think those are gonna be unbelievably fun. And uh I think they're I think they're gonna add an extra twist to it. I think they're gonna try to find a way to maybe change some of the story around to maybe fit into the new one that they're working on. Um I really think for they're going to play with a little bit more because this four is their baby. Remember, if it wasn't for four, you wouldn't have Gears of War. Uh, Cliff Bl- Blinsky, or Cliff B, yep. that's what he said. Yeah, he even said Blitzky. without Resident Evil Four, there would be no Gears of War. The over-the-shoulder camera 
from Resident Evil 4 changed gaming and it revolutionized gaming. So, you know, it is, like I said, Resident Evil's the godfather. Um, so, again, what else can you say about Resident Evil other than, like, it's the GOAT? I'm not even going to sit there and try to talk it up or say anything about it. I, I said stuff about Dead Space because Dead Space makes me feel different. Dead Space makes me feel creeped out. Dead Space gives me nightmares. And I'm not BSing you. Dead Space literally gives me nightmares because it's just, it psychologically messes with you. And that's pretty much all I got to say, man. There you go. There you go. I dig it. I dig it. So, All right, Zach, what about you? Remasters, remakes, where do you stand on it? And who do you think is going to come out on top? Um, so I like... I like remasters a lot. So I feel like there's a lot of games that we get um, that are like grade A games that should have come out later because they could have done so much more with it, but they are stuck in the past with old outdated mechanics that, and you know, as much as we love them, I don't want to go back and no offense to like, I'm going to play through the, 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 like the first resident evil game probably once like the first couple that are all tank controls. It, they, I started playing the first one. It was that, that was the biggest thing that threw me off. It turned me off the most. So them remaking like two and three, which I own the two remake, um, them remaking them is, is really nice too, because now they can kind of do a little bit, a little bit of a different thing with the story, but I would have been happy with even a remaster and maybe like a, like a camera support would have been cool. Um, I, I I think they can be good for the community as long as they're given to the right studio and they're done properly. Like I'm super excited. We're getting uh, like like Joe was talking about beforehand. We're getting Mega Man Battle Network Legacy Collection here in a couple of months, and it, it's going to be a nice little remaster and a collection of all the games. So I get it on higher res graphics and I can play it on the Switch. That'd be fantastic. I'm super looking forward to that. Um. Along the lines of Dead Space and Resident Evil 4 remake. Dead Space remake. It's either going to be they're they're either going to have done a very good job. And I'm saying they're gonna get like a 9.6 to a 9.8. They're either gonna be it's either gonna be flawless and a and a potential game of the year contender, or it's going to tank and it's going to be like a three or a four. Jeez. Um because they either they either did it justice or they really fucked it up. There's no there's no, there's not going to be any any real middle ground here. There's not going to be oh well it was okay. The people that are looking forward to this game are in, in, other than you because you're like the weird exception that sees the best in everything. What the um, heck? yeah you know you you heard me. It's you just morbid. Stick his penis it's, in anything Resident Evil related. It's morbid time. <laughs> that was a um, good movie. Oh my god, no, it was. He's not. like he's like oh yeah. Resident Evil, here's my wallet, and here's my penis. Take whichever one you want. <laughs> uh, the, the Resident Evil 4 remake, uh, they, haven't, they, uh, they haven't botched any of the other, uh, the other two yet, so I feel like they're going to do a decent job with this one, but I, still, I, I, I have a more of a feeling it's going to be more in the 9 range. There's, there's going to be things that people dislike about it. Um, as much as there's going to be things that people like about it, some say it's going to probably get like that eight point eight eight and a half to a nine range. I dig it. I dig it. All right, Joe. 
I'm a remasters guy, like through and through. I love remasters. I think it's a good way to bring back old software and give new life to it and give people a chance to play it on modern hardware. And I think the Switch did a really good job of that this last generation of like kind of like, hey, here's all this stuff that we can't give you all these flashy shit like PS5 and like Xbox X can, but we can let you play all this stuff that you want to play and let you play it portably. And I think it really helped them carve out like a nice like marketplace to like kind of like stake their flag in. And it kind of like helped them edge everybody else out and continue to outsell everyone. Because they're like, oh, well, you can't play KOTOR. You got to play it here. It's, it's, it's just a very interesting way of doing things. But I think like the remaster just works so much better because you could take a game, say like Dead Space or like, you know, Dead Space is being remade from the ground up. But if it was just remastered, I would have been fine. And Daryl probably would have been fine, too, because all I wanted to do was be able to play it on modern har- hardware. Like, the graphics I, still hold up today. Like, yeah, I can't play 1 and 2 on a PlayStation, and that pisses me off to, like, no end. It's like, it's just like, why can't we play some of these games? It just it just makes digital media, like, a problem with for me as well, because when you think about digital rights and the fact that, like, certain things are just lost the annals of time or stuck on a certain console, it's like, why? If all these servers are interconnected, how can we not just download the games and put them where we need to put them? Yep, 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 yep. But uh, it, I totally agree. It's no franchise, Jimmy Ryan for you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I feel like that's where he staked his flag. Like Xbox is like, but then they went half ass with it. Like they were like, at first they were like, oh yeah, backwards compatibility. Yeah, and they're like, oh guess what? Uh, yeah, no, yeah, we're not supporting any more old games. Like we're not adding any more to that list. Uh, what you have is what you have. Sorry guys. Yeah, me and Zach were talking about that earlier, and then I read that they were done. <laughs> I yeah, was like, no. yeah. they're like, "Oh, fuck us!" Right? Like, "Oh, it's like, oh yeah, we're pre- we're we're preserving gaming history." Yeah, uh, to a point, guys. Sorry. It's so funny because I just picked up a whole stack of OG Xbox Money games that are not IPs. Yeah, well, that yeah, oh, I did, yeah, but I just picked up a whole stack. Like, so there's Mortal Kombat games that are not backwards compatible. Shaolin monks, even on the 360. Shaolin monks might be though. Shaolin monks. I think I know Deception is not. Shallow Monks badass. I think Shallow Monks might be. Favorites. But no, Shallow um, Monks is only a uh, Xbox One. Now, if you did buy, is there a certain one that came on? Is either Deception? I think it's Deception, where it was a hidden game inside the game with Mortal Kombat Two. Someone can uh, fact check me on that. Correct. It was a collector's edition. I have it on my wall. Like I'm staring at it. right There we now. go. Comes in a sub zero case. That's dope. That's yeah, dope. Yeah, cool. so like so I just picked up a bunch of the old Mortal Kombat games on OG Xbox and um they're not backwards compatible. That's frustrating. And then NARC is not backwards compatible. Even with the three sixty. NARC's a great game. Uh, I, I I love the NES part uh, the NES version. The Xbox version I never beat. I played it, but I never finished it. But even going back to like Thomas's like kind of like he was talking about Shenmue and how for years you couldn't play Shenmue anywhere. Like I have a problem right now. You can't play Final Fantasy 13 anywhere on PlayStation unless you own a PS3. It's the but only you can't Final on the Fantasy. Xbox. Exactly. But why is that? Like it's so dumb. It's like th- this thing. Like it's like just let me play it where I want to play it. Like just 
or just remaster it. Like everybody, and a lot of people are calling for it to be remastered at this point because it's the only thing they haven't touched. It's the only Final Fantasy that you cannot play on a modern console. The only one that be remastered is the last one, Lightning's Return. The other two were kind of iffy, but Lightning's Return was actually very good. I did not like Lightning Returns at all. I liked the first really? two a lot better. Yes, I hate that game. Dude, I just picked up two copies of uh, Final Fantasy Thirteen, and I have and I have all of the collector edition strategy guides. Those things are worth so much money, Daryl. Well, the standard edition, not so much, but I guess the collector's editions might be because I just sold the standard edition for like ten bucks. The strategy guides, yep, like the big hardcover ones. Not mine wasn't the hardcover. Mine no, I have the hardcover ones. Yeah, yeah, was was the regular one. I dropped. I, I it's so funny. My wife. I remember when I, those games all came out. Every midnight release for each one of the games, I would have the hardcover strategy guide pre-ordered and the yep, game, and it was same. like it was like a hundred and something dollars every time. Dude, when Resident Evil Five came out, I had the hardcover strategy guide. I had the steelbook edition of the game. I had the console. I had the messenger bag. Like I, that was a five hundred dollar experience. <laughs> like you like experience the fucking yeah. experience. It's like <laughs> Avatar for friggin' Daryl. Yeah, it really was. It really was. So that was my Black Panther. It was an experience. Experience. <laughs> it's a masterpiece. You play fifteen minutes of it. Yeah. Any anything else? Any anything else that you want to add to that, Joe? Who do you well, think should come out on top? I, yeah, I was definitely going to go there next. Um, and I and I can definitely go into the one game I want remastered more than anything, which I talk about like at nauseum on this show. Is it's Parasite Eve? Yes. I want a Parasite Eve remake or remaster. I don't care which one you give me at this point. I'm I'm not greedy. <laughs> Yeah, I just want it. And then we also forgot another remaster that's coming out for those RPG heads out there. We're getting Tales of Symphonia next month. Remaster. Very nice. Just pretty dope. And and it's budget too. It's only like, I think it's only like 40 bucks, which is not bad. They're keeping the soundtrack intact, correct? They are. They are. And and the multiplayer. It's going to have online multiplayer to be able to play the multiplayer component of it, which is going to be dope. Because it's an RPG, Daryl, where you can play the whole game co-op. That sounds amazing. It is very cool. It's a very cool concept. How anime is a Tales game? Very, very. But the stories, you, I would say of all of them to play, uh, it's tough. Like, Vesperia might be, like, one of the ones where you could probably get into it because it's, like, more adult than the rest of them. But, and that's only, like, seven bucks usually on PlayStation, like, all the time. It's always on sale. And it's on sale on the Switch all the time for like. Daryl, what do we gotta What do we gotta do to get you to actually watch an anime? Oh my god, pledge! Have it, have it not be anime. <laughs> Someone's got. I mean, he, you technically watched the Resident Evil anime, right? The one I, I did, and like, look, some of it's not terrible, but for the most part, anime, in my opinion, is pretty cringe. So, you gotta you know watch what, 90s you anime. Know, you would really so like 90s was, anime. Here's the thing. Years and years ago, when we first started the show, I was very anti-anime. Like I was like constantly just making fun of it. I feel and like that's because your your hosts would bag on you to watch anime. That is because that's all they talked about. And so I would naturally just like, nah, man, anime is lame, blah blah blah. Whatever. So then Tanner and I sat down and we went and started watching some random animes together. And some of them were cool. Some of them were weird and pervy. And s- some of it was like Tanner and I was there watching it. He goes, you know what? This is, this is a bad idea. <laughs> don't, watch, don't watch Chainsaw Man. I don't know what that is. Watch like Angel, the, the, the Angel the, Cup. Yeah. Watch Hope Do No Ken or Fist of the North Star is a good starter. 
Uh, Roni Kenshin's a good starter. Um, right, Robotech or Super Dimension. Uh, Super Dimension Fortress Macross is also, uh, which is basically oh, the original Robotech. Macross is amazing. Um, and you know, then, you know, uh, here, before we Berserk get here, is really good, but don't some... watch it with your son because it's it's violent. Very Berserk, violent. Gundam Wing. So before we get Daryl watching a bunch of anime, let, who's coming make, out on top? Let's make now. Let's make a deal. Daryl, you have to watch one season of an anime of the community's choice. Oh Jesus, if, you're watching if, One Piece. If we it, once no one season, if we if we get fifty Patreon uh, <laughs> subscribers, even at the dollar tier, just fifty. I'll do it. I'll do that. Oh All Jesus, right. guys, you, you gotta happen. Do not make weeds. him watch One Piece. That's torture, man. There's way too many episodes of that. That's why no, it's one so, season of One Piece is like hundred episodes. No, no. What I'm, what, I'm, what, I'm, what I'm thinking is, is we throw up some some ones that aren't super, you know, like pervy or weird. samurai samurai uh, uh, shampoo, samurai shampoo, or I would say even Samurai Jacks, a nice one if you want to go like Western anime or even Afro Samurai. Uh, I was thinking more along the lines of something that's not like super vulgar, something that's still got like, like Daryl, like, Daryl likes X Men, my hero. My hero is amazing. Uh, that's what people say. Demon Slayer, Hunter X Hunter. Yeah, Hunter, Hunter yeah, X Hunter is a good one. Hunter Hunter. Yep. Well, yep. anyways, I'm selling some anime books right now on my eBay store. Wow. Inu- Inu- he's, sell- he- he's, sell- he's selling some manga. He picked up a couple uh, Inuyasha books. See, All right, so knows. anyway, back to what I think will win out of the two remasters. <laughs> Fucking Jesus. Side tangent. Ugh. Side quest over, as Freddie Prince would say. That's right. Check that podcast out. It's amazing. Wrestling with Freddie. Hey, no, no free plugs here anymore. That's right. He's got to pay up. <laughs> so anyway, um, <laughs> out of the two remakes, what am I most looking forward to and what do I think is going to come out on top? I think that I'm looking more forward to Resident Evil at this point because of their proven track record of what they've done with the remakes they've done so far. Honestly, though, I want a remake of the first game with the engine they used to make the last two games. Oof. Like That game just deserves justice for once. Like Not just to be remade with like the gamecube engine and then like have it polished and like redone up i want it done up from the ground up dude it's so that is still such a good game it is amazing that game just it's just so effing good and they really effed up the second game the remake is oh it, like some of the i agree with you daryl some of the choices they made and changing up the story that don't that it's no longer interconnected and like the the feeling is kind of lost between the two protagonists between yep. the two stories, I agree wholeheartedly. That is that is the, my main issue with the remake of the second game. The third game, I just don't like that they were like, hey, we're going to make this a separate game, even though it's like a five-hour game. When all along, they were supposed to release two and three as one combo pack, and they're like, no, nah, we're just going to separate them. Well, you know, even the third game is way shorter than the second game, the original Way versions. shorter. So... It was. I think it was excellent. I think that one's and I think the remake's they, good. I haven't finished it yet, but I've played. I would. I played like seventy percent of it. I should actually go back and finish that. You should. I, so the thing is, it's like it's definitely a. They they found the balance on the bullet spongy enemies. Um, yes, yes. Whereas like the second one, it's a effing mess. It's they're just. It's just. There's no point in even shooting anything. It's just so. No, nope, run past everything. Yeah. Um, which is my least way, favorite way to play Resident Evil. Like I, I, I like to be able to kill the things that I that I'm 
that's why I like Dead Space so much. So, um, okay, I just uh, we'll see. We, um... <laughs> but I would, de- I would definitely say, like, as far as Dead Space goes, and, and I am, I no longer want to buy this game because of how bad Callisto Protocol did and how underperforming it did. I'm, I'm scared of this game now and what it's going to do. Yeah, because yeah. that game was a mess. So I'm kind of thinking this one might be, and I'm hoping it's not. But I don't know if I'm willing to pay out full price for this this one because I really just want the original game. Like, just give me the original game. Callisto Protocol is not a bad game, though. I, I heard I it's not, but it, yeah. it's already forty dollars at Best Buy. I was like, whoa, yeah, whoa, yeah, definitely, definitely worth forty bucks all day long. I paid full price for it, and I don't regret it at all. But but you're, like, you're it's tell not, yourself that it's not perfect. You keep trying to make yourself believe that statement. There, I don't. I've, I haven't come across come across anything that would change my mind, though. Now, granted, I'm only a couple hours into it, but the game looks amazing. The voice acting is incredible. The atmosphere, uh, so freaking good. It is. It's it's a melee Dead Space, it, but it's not quite Dead Space. Like Dead Space was just. It's better. You, space you is dead space. You, you I, ha- yeah, you have to play Callisto Protocol. It's just different. It, I mean, I'm, I'm going to say something that will upset you, Daryl. It's going to upset you to your core. I yeah. I like Dead Space more than I like Resident Evil as a, as a survival that's, horror franchise. I mean, I don't think that's very controversial either. I think, I think it, took, a, it took what Resident Evil did and it ran with it. I don't disagree with you. Because when Dead Space came out and Resident Evil 4 came out, granted, there was a large gap. There's, there's some years there in between them. Yeah. Um, they did two different things. They went two different directions. And Dead Space, in my opinion, is the would have been the next logical step for Resident Evil. But they went more campy action and straight away from the horror. Whereas Dead Space... Was went like like Thomas said earlier. When the thing that I've always said about Dead Space that makes me like it so much is they went Event Horizon, and I love that movie. That's a great movie. Yeah, and it's a great point, movie. Thomas. And you know, it's 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 interesting because like Alien Isolation could have been just like Dead Space, but it wasn't. They took it even further than Dead Space did, which I thought was like even crazier. Because I was like, how do you take Dead Space and make Dead Space even scarier than Dead Space was? Oh yeah, add xenomorphs. You know, <laughs> yeah. Don't don't, let you, don't don't fight back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Have just die because you because once they get you, you're fucked pretty yeah. much. Yeah. That was a crazy game. That was that was an experience. I would say Dead Space is one of my fondest memories ever playing a video game. Like ever. I remember vividly picking it up from the store, going home, and waiting till it got pitch black at night. Put on headphones and I played it, and I was scared out of my mind. Like every yeah. corridor you went around, even like when you can't see anything and all you can see is the um, is your cutter. All you can see is the three um, the yep. three, uh, three dots, dots on your cutter cutting through the light or the darkness as you're going over around a corridor. And then it always has that clunky sound like that sound when you like bash boxes mm-hmm. and stuff. And like just, oh, man, that game just brings back so many fond memories. Heck yeah, dude. Oh, man, I, I I wish that I could just replay that game in its original form on PlayStation Five. Like that's all I want. Like, and I'll never get it because EA is a bunch of fuckers. Well, we will see. So, who do you think is coming out on top? I would say sales wise and review wise, it's going to be Resident Evil. It, it it goes back to what Thomas said. They they are the the quintessential survival horror franchise. They're the king shit on top of shit mountain, and you're not gonna take them out it's not gonna happen it's just not like i don't care how good your game is like 
look how good and critically acclaimed the last Resident Evil game was, and it still didn't. It still didn't even get the honors that it really deserved. I believe that game was phenomenal. I agree. I thought Village was stellar. Stellar from start to finish. Seven and eight is probably my two favorite back-to-back Resident Evil games. Seven and eight were phenomenal. I think eight is one of my favorite Resident Evil games of all time. Like it, it is definitely in that pacing is amazing three. in that game. Did you play the DLC for it yet? Not yet. Not, not yet. yet. So for no good reason either. Just, just I just, mean, for me, it's I usually don't play much DLC, but that I will play eventually. Yeah. I, I own it. I bought the DLC, but same. <laughs> same. I, I just, I just, yet. I just think like it's like I, I kind of see it being like third person. Where mode. is like, yep, yep, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know. So here, here's the way I've played I, I, off. Hold on, one, one second. There, there. I agree with. I also agree with Zach's statement of it's either Dead Space is either going to be like this critically acclaimed darling where it gets eights, nines, tens, or it's going to be a four. Yeah, it's going to be a flat four. I think it's going to be a four, four between a four and a seven. Like it's not going to get an eight and nine. It's not. Hmm. I don't. I don't see it getting there. I hope it does because I would love another great triple-A game to add to my fucking backlog because you know we need more games, Daryl. Yep. <laughs> so why did you why did you wait wait out? Like why haven't you touched that DLC? Yet? Okay, so I've got 377 platinum trophies. Okay. Uh I want number 400 to be Resident Evil Village. The only two trophies I have left in the main game are the mercenary trophies. Ugh. So I'm putting it off Resident Evil 8 until I get that um until I get that get closer to my 400. And so I was like, well, what better way to get that trophy than do it in third person mode with the DLC. So I bought it. I'm just going to sit on it and wait until yeah, I'm a little closer. So, and I'm not like I could spam my way to 400 right now, but I just haven't been playing that way. You know, like I, let's see. My last platinum trophy was pinball heroes. I, I platinumed. Uh, my name is Mayo Three, and then two different versions of Pinball Heroes. He saw the light, so yep, it's good stuff. But then, then I've just been playing regular games, you know, just trying to make, just kind of push my way through naturally. So that's what I'm doing. I'm sitting on it, and then I'll enjoy that DLC, you know, whenever that time comes. So I'm super stoked, super excited. But, um. So yeah, so as for me, uh, I love remasters. I love remakes. So I listen to a lot of podcasts and I, I hear a lot of people bag on them and talk crap, you know, like, oh God, we're getting remasters, remakes, blah, blah, blah. But I've ne- like, I think it was Thomas said, I don't think I've ever played one that was bad. I don't think I ever played one that I regretted. Like I enjoy them. I enjoy them quite a bit, actually. Uh, I didn't go through my list of my PSN profiles to see how many remasters and remakes I've played, but you guys know I'll I'll go play an old game. I'm playing PS3 right now, so I I very much enjoy playing you know remasters remakes, and the Resident Evil remakes have been so good and so stellar that I know in my heart and soul this Resident Evil Four is gonna be great, no less than an yep. eight. No less. Yeah, you know, the same now, people who bitch about um, remakes are the same people who praise The Last of Us remake on the PlayStation 4 and, uh, and then yeah, the remake yeah. remake on the PS5 as if it's the fucking yep. greatest thing. Dude, you just played that game a fucking week ago and it 
released a different version of the exact same shit, except yep. except they gave Joel a haircut. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. So I I I don't know. I, that's that, that was a bridge too far for me. Okay, with The Last of Us, a seventy dollars version of a game that's been released three generations in a row. Um, that was very much like a. Uh, to me, that's very, very Grand Theft Auto, you know, like, um, haven't, I, I own Dude, Grand Theft Auto 5. Grand Theft Auto 6 for like, what, 20 years since the oh, absolutely. 5 went on absolutely. for 10 years. So 6 would be I like a 20-year thing. You'd be like, like you'd be dying, like, you'd be on your deathbed, like, right, son, I have one more question for you. What's that, dead? Did they finally stop releasing DLC content for Grand Theft Auto 6? <laughs> no, dead. It's been 50 years. I'm dead. <laughs> so, no, um, so I own GTA 5 on PS3, 4, and 5, but I didn't pay full price for it <laughs> on 4 or 5. I got them both for less than 20 bucks. But either way, the last You always us, spend all your time in the strip club? No. <laughs> no. I go on a celibate, uh, no strip club run in my uh, <laughs> GTA games. <laughs> <laughs> a cold I, coffee run yeah no, yeah I, I play the entire game without picking up any prostitutes <laughs> uh next step somebody please pledge daryl to play another Senraka guard oh god no not another one of those so check it out i believe that these two games are gonna be great i pulled up the metacritic score all right dead space when it came out in 2008 on ps3 got an 88 on metacritic and on xbox 360 got an 89 Resident Evil 4, when it came out in 2005 on GameCube, got a 96. And on PS2, it got a 96. Okay? Now, I remember when that game came out, it was getting 10s across the board. Like, that game was a huge, huge deal. Still to this day, highly, highly regarded. The Wii version, which did add, you know, some different different aspects to the game, got a 91. So that game has been really doing very well over the years. I think the roles are going to reverse this time. I think Dead Space is going to outscore Resident Evil 4. I I don't know why my gut's telling me that, but I think that EA Motive is going to surprise us. I think that Dead Space is going to, if Callisto, this is the way I look at it, if Callisto Protocol would have been a banger, then I think Dead Space would suffer. The fact that Callisto Protocol came out less than desirable, I think that's going to boost Dead Space Remake, and it's going to be very high praised. I think that Dead Space is going to come out and be so high praised that when Resident Evil 4 Remake comes out, I think Resident Evil 4 Remake is going to take a bit of a hit. Now, I don't think Resident Evil 4 Remake will get less than an 80 on Metacritic, but I think that Dead Space Remake is going to get a little bit higher. Now, I don't know if I'm right or not. Obviously, we'll find out in the next three months, um, starting with next week when uh, Dead Space Remake comes out, but I just have this sneaking suspicion that Dead Space is going to come out on top this time. My biggest fear, All I'm guys, is you're underestimating the ability of the general press or the gaming press to kiss the ass of Konami. It's the same trophy. thing, like 
It's, well, it was the same thing with Hideo Kojima. Like, you know, the dude just takes his shit and says, puts it on a wall and says, think about it. We're going to basically make a game about where you walk all over the fucking world, <laughs> and we're going to have the dude from The Walking Dead in it, and people are going to love it. And note, he even says the game's not enjoyable until you put 50 hours into it. He said that. It's like, masterpiece, greatest game ever. Dude, how about you just stop writing Japanese developers' dicks and just recognize other people have talents too? Yeah, he put out Metal Gear, and he put out Psychonauts, and he put out, was it Zoe? And, and basically, he was just the creative director. Translations like, just put my name on it, which is Zone of the Enders. And he didn't do anything for Zoe. Um, just to say, look, dude, you made Metal Gear. Metal Gear was an awesome 30 minute game with a ton of great video and voice acting for he like didn't develop, seven hours. He didn't, he didn't develop Zoe? I thought he developed Zoe. No, Zoe, Zoe was basically his boy who did all the, like, the art animals, the, the art stuff, and he just put his name on it. He did not so like, have any real connection to Zoe. That's why the Metal Gear demos were so important. Um, because so you're saying that's why Zone of the Enders is a great game, because he had nothing to do with it. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm telling you, he re- literally had nothing. Do you honestly think if he had something really to do with Zone of the Enders, it would have like his little dialogue as it did? Hell, it had less than, I think, 30 minutes worth of dialogue. If he would actually had like his fingerprints all over it, it would have had like... 50 fucking hours of dialogue of, of basically some brando stuff that no one cares about and it's like hey you ever think about dead puppies dead puppies yeah dead puppies you know it's like and then like he'll just try to make some metaphor about how puppies represent the state of the uh the war economy and and then uh you know 9-11 and all this other conspiracy bullcrap <laughs> um so and with Zone of the Enders, it was a very straightforward story for both of them. It was not very, I mean, the story don't have to be complex to be good. It can be simple and straightforward. And that's the way number uh, two was. Number one, number one, it seemed like he had a little bit more input on the story. But number two, you can tell he had no input on the story for number two. Number two is a pretty straightforward story. Easy, uh, you know, more or less kind of like a revenge kind of thing. And it was just easy going. So you can tell Hideo Kojima and people are going to be probably pissed off at me and they're like, get, get rid of that Thomas guy, man. He's just a hater. No, I love Hideo <laughs> Kojima. But um, the thing is, it's like, okay, dude, just because you made some great games in the past doesn't mean you can't make a uh, dog shit. Like, uh, was it Tonobu Intagaki, uh, the dude from um, DOA who made the Ninja Games, you know, when Ninja Gaiden was rebooted, uh, for the Xbox. Fucking masterpieces. Yeah. Okay. After he made one and two and then started do, doing DOA shit, Dead or Alive series, and, and, and it's like, you know, he thought he was a rock star and he started touching interns or women inappropriately <laughs> and then got himself canceled. Um, And then he put out that game for the, was it the Wii that was supposed to be this badass game? I think I had that game. I can't think of what it was called, but that game was Killer third or, uh, uh, Devil's Third. I yeah. want that game. I yeah, that game. I own it. Or, or, or is it? Uh, yeah, Devil's First. I'm. Thank you for, for yeah, Devil's yeah. Third. Saying that title. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And um, my whole thing is like, look, dude, you're a genius on some things, but you're not a genius on other things. Stay in your lane, okay? Do what you know how to do. Don't be like, well, I'm gonna make this game about some dude who who's basically a 
a, a fucking postman who walks across the world and there's a bunch of weird shit happening, you know, and like, oh, oh, by the way, I'm making a number two of that. And it's like people's least favorite game. But yet, you know, the, the general media is going to be like, that game was super awesome. I'm like, yeah, I hated that game. I mean, but it was super awesome because someone says this. It's super awesome. Jeff Keeley wrote you that dick I hated so that hard. Well, Jeff Keeley wrote that dick so hard. I swear to God. Like he had like he had like rug burn from like promoting that game so hard for Kojima. He's like, yeah, this this game is gonna be the greatest game of all time. And granted, I've played Death Stranding now. I bagged on it for years. I called it fucking UPS Simulator, like one thousand and all this garbage. And then I played it, and I was like, all right, I get what it's trying to do. It doesn't succeed in every aspect, but it's a damn good game. It, it oh. really is a damn good game. I played it. I've said this a lot on the show. I played eight hours of it and I was like, okay, this is cool. <laughs> I don't know that I got 30 to 50 in me, but I mean, what I played was, was fine. I mean, it wasn't bad. It was very interesting. Well, to me from playing, I, and I put about 15 hours into it and, and uh, I have watched t- tons of YouTube videos on it. Cause I just didn't want to play it. Um, it's like, like masturbating to a blank wall and you can't think of anything but the oh wall. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's the greatest thing you've ever said all night. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Man, that's great. I feel out of place. I need more play. I need more Xbox people on this PlayStation podcast right now. <laughs> well, y'all don't have any games to talk about. You yeah, really get some damn what, games. What would y'all be doing? Y'all be like, all right, guys. Um, yeah, Microsoft is trying to buy Activision, but also just laid off all of their staff. Half of three four three, yeah. Half of three four three, and they just lost what's name Joe Staten or Joe Staten, whatever his name is. Supposedly the Halo savior, the mother freaker's already gone. Yep. Like, and then they laid off a bunch Infinite of Bethesda sucked, staff. Man, Infinite was just dog crap. I mean, the story one, the story mode is not bad, but the the overall multiplayer. If anybody here played the multiplayer besides me, it's just not entertaining, and it's just like. They tried they tried to do too much and then just did too little. And, uh, you know, when you see more people actually playing Halo Collections multiplayer than you yep. do see an actual playing the newest one, that tells you everything you need to know about the community and how they treat the uh, their multiplayer like a redhead stepchild. And then, um, you know, shout out to all the people and, you know, Godspeed and God be with you on getting new jobs for all the different developers that just lost their jobs over at Ubisoft, over at EA, and all these different gaming companies. Everybody's currently downsizing. So hopefully everybody will be able to get a job. And like, look, man, don't don't think you above taking a job, you know, washing dishes, you know, being a janitor, doing whatever. Dude, a job's a job, man. Take care of your family first. And, you know, work will always come back to you. Hey, yeah, dude. Heck yeah. All right, you guys got any other final thoughts before we get out of here? I would like to say that, you know, there are so many games that need remakes, and, you know, I mentioned the Naruto ones, but, um, you know, me being a PlayStation guy and an Xbox guy, well, I, I play everything. I would, and my, I'd really like to see Tensu Z remade um, by FromSoft, the people who do Elder Rings and the Dark Souls. I'd like to see them redo that one. And I would also like to see a remake because I love wrestling and rest. I will always love wrestling till the day I die. I would love to see um, Def Jams, Def Jams Vendetta, oh, Def dude, Jams Fight, yeah, for Fight for New York. 
And then um, I don't I know agree. if anybody played this game for the 360 or for the PlayStation 3, but I'd like to see WWE Legends redone. Oh my god! I just I either want that or I want a new version of All Stars. Well, yeah, All Stars too, because All Stars was really fun. But Legends was like I guess the first rendition of it, and it would just yes, be I so awesome Legends. to have one or the others redone, man. Because those are just super awesome games. Um, so you know, oh, and one last one, and it slipped my mind because I, I I thought about it and I didn't write it down. Um, the Path of Neo for the PlayStation. Uh, two. If anybody ever played Path of Neo, um, mm-hmm. super awesome. If you're into the Matrix, if you're not into the Matrix, or either enter the Matrix, which is the bridge between uh the Matrix, uh one and two, because it takes place right before two, and it enters into Reloaded, which is Matrix Two. Sweet. Dig that. I dig that. Yeah, I I, I want a second just on my way out of here. <laughs> I want a second what Joe said. Parasite Eve is is long overdue for remakes or remasters. And I don't care. I don't I'm not picky. I like them both. I like remakes. I like remasters. Haven't I thought played you wanted one Dino yet. Crisis number I one and number two redone. I want that. I want number three redone. Number three was so well, bad. Well, to me, so I don't trash. understand why three is not backwards compatible with the Xbox. It would only make sense consumers only an Xbox title where if you remember correctly yep yep <laughs> i can't believe that game is as bad as it is <laughs> that is a game i've tried to play multiple times over the years and it is so atrocious i can't finish it they got their inspiration from jason in space if you ever saw that yep. one <laughs> oh yeah god that that movie was terrible yeah that is game that number is 10 or is that number nine it's 10. It was Jason X. Okay. All right. <laughs> well, that VR room or AR room they had in that movie was dope. Where they went in the room to play video games, essentially. Mm-hmm. So, that was you cool. always remember the crappy um, horror movies. They're like, that movie's so horrible. I'm going to remember it. Yep. That's, that's why they do it. <laughs> like. <laughs> It's make it memorable. So, all right, guys, I appreciate you coming on here and talking shot with me. This has been the Loot Bros podcast. Let us know what you think, guys. Do you like remasters? Do you like remakes? If so, what game do you want to see remade or remastered? We would definitely love to hear from you guys. Check out all of the socials. Check out Resident Daryl's YouTube, the Bearded Nerds YouTube. Appreciate you guys checking us out. And we're out of here. Peace. Later. All right, guys, here is the trophy rarity update from Gaz Davis. We want to give him a shout out for all of his hard work and running this excellent event with these awesome updates. Welcome to another edition of the rarity update. Week three we are into. Um, By now, most of you would have seen the updated league table on either the Discord group or the trophy losing Facebook group. Um, Both the link now to the document is in there as well as the pictures. Um, of each of the the tables which aren't aren't the greatest to read but uh use the link which is uh which is posted in there and uh pinned to both the discord and the and the group i'll try to keep it a bit briefer it was 13 minutes long i didn't realize it was going to be as long as that the first time i did it. i did send amended audio to both daryl and tricky which was seven minutes long uh and i 
let them decide which one to use and uh, they opted for the 13 minute version so uh, apologies for having to listen to my voice for 13 minutes on last week's episode so i'll try to give it keep it a bit briefer uh, for you all so um <clears throat> i'll start with the the league table so we had four new entries last week come in um two of well three of them have, have scored points um one of them hasn't but has, has only just joined recently so um overall the good news is that we are now out of negatives nobody is on minus points we saw a few, some big numbers this week a few people jump up a lot of places um so i'll start with that as usual down the down the bottom we have Darth Knight 82 who was one of the new entries um didn't earn any trophies this week but so he's on zero points he's had no movement on any on any of his others um Zach the Bid Nerd is obviously um taking a break from his PlayStation he hasn't moved and he's also joined last on zero points Diego uh only joined the day before I took the updates uh and he's on moved on to one point um so but I'm, I'm expecting diego to uh to shoot up those tables fairly uh rapidly based on what i see on uh discord and other pl- other platforms um next is tross who is uh he was one of the ones who did move out of negatives he, he earned six points this week uh and has moved on to plus one point um Kalai did uh she was did say she'd earned some uncommons and she wasn't wrong so she's moved up onto five points uh with neon abyss uh seems to be the game that she's playing at the moment um and above her is one of the other new contestants um d3p4 hearted 57 departed i guess 570 and he is on six points uh having played uh, a bit of last of us part one um tricky mick despite playing spam only bar a bit of god of war ragnarok is had letting the his legacy trophies do the work for him um he is on 11 points a, a seven point increase this week uh he's reduced his rarity from about 97 percent. he's now spit spit shine in god of war ragnarok so his rarest trophy of 2023 is an embarrassing 88.31%. Nothing rarer than 88.31%. I'll let you uh, be the judge of that. Um, Riley, the brain, there's a big gap actually. Oh, that's a semi big gap, 16 points. So he's up at 27 points, playing a bit of Skyrim, 14 point increase this week. Um, Stink Palm comes in ahead of, ahead of Riley on 32 points, and he is tied with Homer Gets Duffed on 32. There's another fair jump up to Sadek. Um, he's, he's on 58 points and has been playing a bit of, not a game that I'm familiar with, but Grood. Uh, and his rarest trophy was Green Energy in that, which actually is his rarest that he's done of the year so far. MZ Nitro continues his uh, plummet down the table, but I'm sure he'll um start rising again when once he starts playing again um but he was doing a bit of mafia 2 and also earned his rarest trophy um of the contest so far with explorer 12.81 percent. he's on 62 points 
One of the big movers this week was Resident Daryl, who has been whoring on Team Sonic Racing, which if you look at the trophy, uh, the trophy guide for that, or the, sorry, the trophies on PSN profiles, you will see that is a favourable game for this competition. So note that if you want to score points, he is on 74 points and an uh, increase of 59 points this week. Yield uh, is one place ahead of Daryl, and he is up to on 82, um, 94 points. Sorry. Tell a lie. I'm making things up. Yield is on 78 points, sorry. And his uh, rarest trophy was uh, Jesse's Story in the final station. A game I've seen around and I've been tempted to pick it up, but not not bitten the bullet as of yet. Uh, I know it was free on, <coughs> on Game Pass once upon a time. Um, JT. Another big mover, a big 80 point, a total points of 82, and he did 80 of them this week. Um, quite a few ultra rares in there. So he actually increased his ultra rare count by six trophies um, this week, playing again to Team Sonic Racing. Um, Mr. TMNT is above JT on 94 points with an increase of fairly steady week for, for Joe this week, 38 points with a bit of NHL 20 as his rarest. Um, and then we, when we come into the, uh, players who have broken the hundred point barrier. So first one of those is CJ. Um, and obviously as we, he's been, he's just dished out 56 points this week, doing a bit of the Witcher three, um, a game that I do want to get into, um, uh, at some point soon. Um, in eighth is a new entry and it's, uh, Corey grounded gamer. Um, Good total, really good. second biggest haul of the the week, uh, 111 points. So obviously that's his total because he's only joined this week. So um, one to watch out for, for for sure if he's getting 111 points each week. Um, Meese goats a lot drops uh, a couple of places. Um, playing a bit of One Piece, Burning Blood, uh, 41 point increase this week, 115 overall. Marky Fraser dropped out the top three here. He was um, leading after week one, dropped down to two on week two, and he's now down into one, two, three, four, five, fifth place now on the uh, leaderboard as of week three. So he'll be looking to turn that round as soon as he can. And he's on the 144 points, so that's a little bit of a jump up from the place below, which is 115. There's another big jump, good 50-odd points. Alex, Ray's Havoc playing Biomutant and again some good level of um, trophies especially the rares he's actually had an increase of 50 rare trophies uh, since the in the three weeks that we've done this so yeah really impressive stats there with a 88 point weekly increase I've dropped I've been reeled in um, didn't score as well this week as I had done the previous ones. Still 47 points, not not a bad week, but I'm only two points ahead of Alex now in third place at 199. In at two, Redbeard Rick um, <clears throat> broke the 100-point um, weekly increase and it gives him now a total of 217 points. 
with a Torah, Torah, Torah is the name of the trophy in 60 seconds as his rarest one of the week. And number one on the leaderboard is Mark Duplex, Dupes 25, on a whopping 288 points, a weekly increase of 245 points. Um, amazing effort that, albeit little caveat to that is that the game he's been playing a lot of where a lot of his trophies have come from 16 ultra rares mind you which is more than everybody else put together and probably double it again um in persona 4 golden so i do feel looking at the requirements on those trophies that are currently ultra rare um they will sort of drop in value over the over the weeks. Um, I've noticed even just in the eighteen hours before putting the when I posted the table to looking at the trophy. Now that was rarest. It's gone from point three three percent to to one point two five. So it's start. It's on the slide there. So he's obviously going to have to um, hope it doesn't drop too much. So with that in mind, so I'll put a little asterisk against that anyway because uh, that could be a. Uh, a false representation. I certainly hope so from my perspective anyway. And then on to the trophies. Um, again, we've got the top five rarest of the week and the top five rarest of the year so far. What I am going to be doing is, I mentioned it on the on the Facebook group, is limiting it to, so everybody is involved and, uh, and can have the opportunity, is I'm limiting it to your rarest trophy as an individual so you can only have one entry on each of those leaderboards just to i didn't want somebody having the five rarest trophies and then the, they take up the whole leaderboard I, I thought it was nice to have a mixture of every every person being able to sort of uh, get onto each of them so from uh, the top five rarest trophies of the week uh starting from fifth is the Grounded Gamer with Serge Gauntlet Scholar in Arcade Ageddon, 6.49%, which was, and to do that was to unlock all primary Surge abilities. Not a game I've played. Um, I've thought about it, not not got into it though. At number four, at 6.09% is Redbeard Rick, Tora 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 in 60 seconds, which was to ram 1,337 obstacles in your house. At three, Resident Daryl with Starry-Eyed in Team Sonic Racing, 5.95%, and that was to earn every star in Team Adventure Mode Chapter 2. But JT went one better with 4.13%, and again in Team Sonic Racing, that was earn every star in Team Adventure Mode completely. So he's obviously closer to the plat than, than Daryl on that one. And as I said, so Dupes is also top of this rarest trophies of the week with moderate bookkeeper, 0.33%. But as I said, that has increased already. Uh, and that was to register over 50% of the compendium. Um, I expect that. So that is also the lowest value or rarest, rarest trophy that for the whole contest. As I said, I've put an asterisk against that because that will that will change over time whereas a lot of the other trophies that have been earned have been um they've had years to um to evolve and to manifest so you're more likely to have a truer reflection on those trophies than than trophies on the newer games so so the top five rarest trophies of 2023 so far i am hanging on at number five with the platinum in star wars battlefront 2 at 4.23 JT with his one that he earned this week. Can you feel the sunshine in Team Sonic Racing? 
Marky Fraser is still in third place on that with, I believe, in a higher power in Gems of War at 2.92%, which has reached Kingdom level 15 in Five Kingdoms. Yield, I think this will be a temporary drop. It has dropped down to two with Pro Team Deep Rock Galactic at 1.15, and that was to earn silver promotions for all dwarves. And as I've said, the moderate bookkeeper that dupes earned was 0.33% at the time of putting the stats out, and that was to register over 50% of the compendium. And uh, so that's that is what you've got to be. So at least now we have five trophies that are all of ultra rare value. Um now sat in the rarest trophies we've earned as a as a whole group in 2023. The, the trophies to drop out of that was uh, this week were the platinum trophy that uh, was earned by Rick in Fallout New Vegas, which was a 6.95% very rare, and Legend of Weird West by Alex in Weird West at 9.76%. So that is your update. Obviously, well, sorry, I couldn't keep it any briefer. It's another 14-minute one, so apologies for listening to me rambling on, but uh, I will cut it now. But, uh, yeah, thank you for listening and, and taking your time to sort of uh, take interest in the competition and uh, and I'll keep doing it if you'll keep interested. Carry out. Cheers. Thank you. Bye. You are here because the outside world rejects you. This is your family. Wonder why you come up empty-handed I see this planet, you don't want